the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello. It's a beautiful sunny day. I know. Here in Seattle, and I'm very much into it. Not warm, but that's all right. Oh, well. Is it warm? It's warm when you're out in it. Oh, nice. I just spent the morning outside swinging a sword around, so Schwoid. I'm pretty I'm pretty warm. Yeah. <laughs> Exercise will do that to you. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I know. What? What's up with that? Hey, we are recording on Juneteenth. Hey, happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. I put up some resources uh, that will still be valid every single day of the year, even when it's not Juneteenth. Every and, single day. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. But if you want to head back to June 19th, you can see those resources and uh, keep practicing anti-racism every single day. All the time. Yep. Every day, even when it's hard. Yeah. Especially when it's hard. Especially when it's hard. And a reminder that... BIPOC people do not want to hear us talk about how uncomfortable it is. Yep. So we can Lock talk about it amongst ourselves <laughs> in our spaces, which we have plenty of. Uh, but uh, don't put that on them. They have enough of a burden. I was really inspired this week by uh, this is not my spark, but I'm going to, if it's okay, chat about uh, this for just a moment. Yeah. I, I am. Corey and I talk a lot about how important storytelling is to us. So I think I can speak for both of us comfortably saying storytelling is hugely important to us. Yes. And I think, but I might be wrong on this, that I can speak for both of us when I say music is as well. Music is very important. Yeah, yeah, very, very. And I use it a lot in my magic and in my rituals and just in my everyday life. There is this amazing writer and woman and DJ and podcaster. Her name is Angelica Beener. She has a podcast. It's got 10 episodes, maybe 11 episodes called Milestones. And on the day that they recorded it, that she recorded it with a usually with a guest, it was a milestone in black music history. And it, she's so good. And her guests are amazing. And I have learned so much. And she wrote an article on Culture Child. So it's K-U-L Culture T-U-R-E. If you go to Spotify, try Milestones and Angelica. And She's also an amazing writer. And if you go to culturekids.com, the article that she posted this week, I think it was this week, I read it this week, is about somebody I have never heard of, an artist I've never heard of. So she wrote this amazing article about Labby Sifra, who is still alive. And I have not watched his TED Talk yet, but hopefully by the time this comes out, it will. I will have. And anyway, go read the article. It's absolutely wonderful. She's a magical being and a beautiful writer. So her her writing is just so visceral and palpable. So that's what I've been living in and really living in my music for the last week quite a bit as far as magical practice goes because I've been stuck in bed. I have followed that podcast. Awesome. What about you? Do you have any chatter? Um, any babble? <laughs> 
I just, I just want summer to happen, but I also mm. like know that so much of the country right now has a heat index of like 111, and I don't Holy want that. Me. But I just like the rain yesterday really was a bummer. It's beautiful today. What I would love to be able to do is plant my edible garden, and I just haven't been able to do that because you can't trust the weather right now. No, there are a lot of things I didn't plant or that I did plant that have now ru- been ruined because of the yeah. weather. Yeah. Stupid rain. Uh, we got new gutter things put on our gutters. Ooh, fun. Which is great because we have two huge, beautiful, pain-in-my-ass trees above our house <laughs> that, like, dump pine cones and teeny tiny branches. Like, bad. Uh, so we got the fancy new leaf guards, and uh, already it's made a huge difference wow. just in the rain we had yesterday. So pretty exciting stuff. Oh, that's uh, great. Or boring homeowner stuff, depending on your perspective. Um, <laughs> Well, no, I think the trees are so phenomenally magical. Do you know what kind they are? Uh, They're big cedar trees, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I love them so much. Your yard. Y'all, I'm so envious of her yard and those huge trees. They're gorgeous. We're planning planning a really fun thing for our backyard where we're going to create sort of a triangle of walkways. From the deck to the fire pit to the shed, back to the deck. And then in the center, we're going to put like a garden. And then we want to plant hydrangeas and lilacs around the fences. Oh. Because privacy and also fences are ugly. Yeah. And it's yeah. cheaper to buy plants than it is to buy fencing. Well, and I love lilacs. They're like my favorite flower. They're my fave too. Oh my I'm gosh. actually propagating some lilacs right now, trying to get them nice. to root. Nice. Yeah. We stole them from our neighbor. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know. is, is, is it really stealing if they like hang over our no. side of the fence? No. In my yard, I have been trying to grow lilacs for years and they finally took root. But next door, there's a gorgeous lilac tree and it always hangs over into where we park. And I called her uh, this spring and said, do you mind if I pick some of those that are hanging over? And she went, oh, my gosh, they're on your property, of course. (laughs) (laughs) She was just so sweet about it. But what started back there and Tammy finally agreed, we're going to block it off. They've started coming underneath the fence on top of the concrete where the parking area is back there. Oh, And... There are a lot of them, and they're bigger than mine out front already. Wow. <laughs> and, and so because it's a long-established, you know, plant next door. Oh, yes, this is the gardening section. I'll make yeah. sure and put Welcome that in to the, the gardening skippers. aisle. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's they're, they're already huge, so we're going to leave them. Good. Oh, that's so cool, Corey. I cannot yeah. wait to see your yard. It's probably going to be a, like, next spring thing. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to hire some folks. I told Mom I would do it. I would just tear up the turf and put down the pavers. I'm happy to do that. But she's like, let's just get a professional. And I'm like, all right. So I'm going to sneak in a little bit to our topic then about smoke magic and smoke cleansing and all that. Are you going to plant a witchy herb garden that you can make your own bundles out of? Uh, probably. I mean, I already have a ton of stuff I can do that with. I have lavender and I have sage and I have rosemary and I have, I have lots of, I have, chamomile and Mm. all kinds of stuff you already have chamomile at your place it's not flowering but yeah wow that's awesome it's in our little herb garden on the deck that's great um but mom said that i can plant whatever i want in the middle of the triangle yeah (laughs) so um, that's great i want to (sighs) put what i would love to have the dream 
is to someday have in an enclosed safe glass situation i would like to have a poisoner's garden yeah but i also want a carnivorous plant garden that i can have in my house yeah wow in your house yeah i want to make like a terrarium with like like a little baby greenhouse that has uh carnivorous plants do you know which ones or how many or anything? Some pitcher plants and some fly traps. I really like pitcher plants. I don't know what those are. They're the kind that look like f- like fluted glasses almost oh, yeah. and have like a little mouth at the top and a fly or something will fall in. It'll be like, oh, this smells good. And it'll crawl to the edge and it'll fall in and get stuck and then slowly digested over the course of a thousand years like the mighty Sarlacc. Um, <sighs> so I have I have some dreams Oh my gosh. I that sounds like dreams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like those. Well, we're talking about how, how shall we call it? Sacred smoke, smoke cleansing, smoke magic, folklore yeah. smoke. Yeah, all of the above. And I think both of us have some library. Corey yeah. has the bulk of it, though. I for sure. It, it, it's lists. Yeah. I yeah. made lists. Call me BuzzFeed, baby. I'm making lists. Do you want to head to the library? Yeah. Okay, let's yeah, do Yeah, let's do that. So, Corey, yes. what do you got? Uh, I got all kinds of stuff. Basically, what I've brought today for the library is a couple of lists. I have a list of ancient smoke practices. Nice. I have a list of some current smoke practices. Uh, that's not to say there isn't crossover there, uh, but there, you know, there could be. Um, I have some sources. Uh, mountainroseherbs.com. Thealchemistkitchen.com. Sparrowspite.com, goodwitchkitchen.net. An incomplete list of types of ancient cleansings around the world is what I have named this list. In this essay, I will. (laughs) Uh, So this is just a list of practices and like where they're from. So in the Hindu Vedas, they talk a lot about incense. Incense to consecrate a space, to banish evil spirits, Incense, very, very big. Uh, The Minoans and the Mycenaeans used to uh, light on fire some laudanum and saffron to create a thick ritual smoke. The Assyrians were big on cedar and cypress and juniper, boxwood and fir smoke. The Romans, big cinnamon fans when it came to funerals. Mm. and rosemary when it came to healing i have lit cinnamon sticks on fire from time to time and? Uh, because it was like it felt like the correct thing to do and i think that's wild that that's like a thing i mean i didn't think i'd made it up certainly because that's insane but uh, i never really saw it anywhere so it was interesting to read that in west africa we have the cola plant the bush willow and mm. The African, oh, I wrote it down, locust bean. I have bad handwriting, excuse me. <laughs> the African locust bean. Uh, these are things that were burned to create smoke. In South Africa, we have impefo. And across a lot of China and Asia, we've got incense consisting of things like agar wood, sandalwood, magnolia, peony, and cypress. I don't know about any of you, but I am deeply obsessed with those videos of people using the like 
shaved powder from the wood to create the beautiful incense patterns and those little incense holders. Yes. Can't get enough. Uh, in we Egypt, should link got, some of those. I can. I can oh, probably do that. That'd be great. Uh, in Egypt, we've got something called kiffy, K-Y-P-H-I, which is myrrh, frankincense, calamus root, juniper berries, and spoiler alert, I'm not Egyptian, so I might get this pronunciation wrong. But in Egypt, we have kiffy or kaifi, which is an incense that's created with myrrh, frankincense, calamus root, juniper berries, spinard, spikenard, spinard. I have terrible handwriting, cinnamon and other spices. And then in Israel, we've got some really fun stuff. We've got galbanum, storax, frankincense. There's actually a recipe in the Bible mm-hmm. for um, a ritual incense. The cleansing at the birth of Jesus is an example of a smoke cleansing with the frankincense, the myrrh, which I think is great. And then in more current days, in India, we've got an Ayurvedic practice called the Havan Samagri, which is very fascinating to read about. In Oceania, aka Australia, New Zealand, those islands, we've got some really interesting practices that the Aboriginal people do. We got Celtic fire sanning or saining. Uh, and then Native, Indigenous, and First Nations peoples of the North American continent, or Turtle Island, we have smudging, which is a word I'm sure you've all heard and we will talk about. But that is my very long, but not at all exhaustive list of smoke cleansing and ritual incenses and things around the world. That is so good. So good. And also just a really great point that smoke rituals are in I think almost every single culture that you can trace, almost. And of course, when humans finally discovered it, it was became universal or discovered how to channel it and use it. So I have a little bit of library as well. My resources today are my life, my my brother's lives, JSTOR, EDIL, I think is is what they call it. It's the Irish Dictionary. Laura O'Brien, I know I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, Caliax Herbarium. First of all, before I do my library, I just want to say without you, you cannot have smoke without fire and the possi- or the possibility of fire or right after a fire has happened. And I was reflecting on this about our podcast name and uh, and because I've started reading one of the books Marcus sent us about magical names. And I was reflecting on our episode and how we were like, oh, we're so bummed we didn't get our first choice. And the further down the recording track road of Bonfire Babble we go and how much we talk about fires and bonfires (laughs) and how relevant they are. I just think it's a perfect name. And I'm sorry I ever said that. The goddess, gods, deities, they knew what they were doing. People have been using smoke all the way back. As Corey said, back to Egyptian times, there were a ton of funeral rites. There were a ton of ritual rites. As you said, it was found in the Bible, which is one of the first places I discovered it. So I'm going to talk in the library about two and a half smoke practices here. And then I'll talk more when we get to the bonfire about some personal stuff with Corey and chat. So my love of all things smudging, and yes, I do mean smudging, in this instance came from my adoration and my brother worship because they're Cherokee. And they're six to eight years older than me. And I absolutely worshipped them. And I was also a big old pain in their ass. I made their life miserable because I was the bratty little sister. And I really was. I became obsessed with their culture, even though 
as you may expect, they, let's see, I was born in the late 60s, almost 70s. And so they were born in the early 60s. They had their culture beaten out of them. Uh, My brother and I are going to talk this summer a little bit about how he has or hasn't incorporated his Native American side into his life now. But he became a lot more comfortable with it as he started his teenage years, which of course, when I was worshiping him and the ground upon which he walked on. And that was my oldest brother. That's as much as I will say about that right here. I also found incense in the Bible, like what you were saying. There are recipes and it's mentioned all over the freaking place. Incense, incense on the altar, going out to the fires and burning incense. And sometimes they actually tell you what it is. So that was the other part of my inspiration as a kid before I became a witch. Okay, and that is the point five of mine. (laughs) When I became a witch, I started with Irish witchcraft. Of course, my love for incense grew at that point and smoke bundles and not just sage smoke bundles, which I think we're going to talk about out at the fire. In Irish history, there's a lot of evidence and also a lot of common sense that leads us to know that the Irish had a sacred smoke practice. And as far as we can tell, it was called Gana. It's spelled G-A-N-A-D. And they and the Scottish people, which I'll get to in a moment because it's what you mentioned, which is sane or saning. But they also had bonfires and they did rituals over the bonfires. We already know about jumping the bonfire and hand fasting around Belshana, which is how Irish say it. We, we over here in the States call it Beltane. So the bonfires, they actually found archaeological evidence of these, both in Ireland and in Scotland. And they used to both saining's a little bit different than what the Irish did. But one of the practices that they shared was running the cattle between the two bonfires. So much so, they were so close that sometimes the cow's hide would get singed just a little (laughs) bit. They would also pass their kids over it just to purify them. And for the cattle, it was to purify them, keep them safe, and also encourage more milk production. And the herbs or woods that they used were hawthorn and rowan. And these are the only ones that they have documented. I'm sure there was were other ones. And then something that they found that was referred to as the Maybush. And those writings were found in the 1700s. And they can't quite figure out what that bush is. There are also fairy pipes, and it was before tobacco found its way to Ireland back in the 17 or 1600s. I'm not sure which. And the herbs they used are unknown, but we can kind of guess. And by what we know archaeologically from digs, uh, they knew to be growing in Ireland back then, and also what grows there now. And I always forget this. I don't know, Corey, if you think about this ever, about the Viking influence on Irish culture. Laura O'Brien has a little bit on that. So if you have hop over to her YouTube channel, you can find some stuff. They also, the Irish people also had sweat lodges. And they, they cannot definitively say whether they whether the sweat lodges grew independently, but they think they did. But it's possible that people had visited the Americas before the American Revolution before, you know, way before 1776, and had visited with Native people and maybe brought that practice back. They can't, they can't say either way. They don't have proof either way of what it is. That's the Irish culture, what they do with a lot of their sacred smoke and using it in rituals. And of course, we know about all the fire festivals, because we celebrate them now, as well. Now, 
the Scottish tradition of saying, which often gets compared to smudging, it's not. And they they go out of their way. You can find so many resources out there, y'all, about saying or saying. And it is very culturally specific to the Scottish and to their practices on their land. And they, when you find the writing, they make really clear this is not smudging. And it grew, they do have proof that it grew independently of the Americans and uh, or the Americas, pardon me. And they don't begrudge that they just they were attacked at some point about well you stole this from and they're like no no we didn't (laughs) and we love the we love and i i guess this is a lot of trouble that we're causing people who aren't scottish and people who aren't native american because they've already been talking their cultures have already been talking they use them a lot but the ones that you find written about the most are Belshana and Samhain. And those are two examples where seining with fire is used for the quarter days. And I'm going to read this from Kaliak's website. Fires are lit from a sacred fire known as Nade, N-E-I-D, fire. And those are fires that are used to remove negative spirits from cattle and people who are driven between the two fires. Uh, we also have folks jumping over fires as well. And then they take those ideas home to their own hearth. And torches of bogwood split open, stuffed with straw, are used to mark the boundaries of fields and the farms at Samhain. Saining is animistic, meaning that everything has a spirit. That was all my library. Should we head out to the bonfire? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Hi. Hi. Do you do this? Do you use this in your magical practice? Do you use use smoke smoke? cleansing? Yes. Uh, (laughs) All the time. All the time. I'm constantly burning stuff. I love fire. Yeah. Love fire. Yeah. Uh, The thing is, too, that like ever since there was fire, people have been using it to light stuff on fire. Yeah. And I I think that's why you can trace this back to every single culture. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as fire happened, everyone was like, ooh, Mm -hmm. what happens here? Also... I firmly believe that ever since human beings like attained awareness, they wanted to alter that awareness. Uh, so, oh, interesting. A wow. lot of um, they wanted to see what they could do to alter it, like drugs and alcohol, beer, things like that. Uh, I have a list of methods of smoke cleaning here, smoke Go cleansing and smoke practice, um, which is the smoke wander bundle that I talked about bundles. Yeah, I love bundles. Uh, loose herbs which you can put in like a little like a thingy and put a coal underneath it yeah incensors that's okay excuse me i'm full of burps i got like coffee burps and i think you can do that Corey. please correct me if i'm wrong i think you can do that without charcoal or with charcoal or do you have to have the charcoal for the loose stuff i don't know i don't think you have to do anything i don't think you have to have charcoal i just i just don't know if it keeps you'd have to have a pretty good fire and fireproof container yeah. if you didn't have the charcoal i think yeah, yeah i have uh i like to burn like cedar chips underneath and let them smolder and then put cedar herbs chips. on top um uh, you can also do uh, herbal cigarettes people do that yeah be careful with that everyone incense big bundles of yummy smelling things burnt over a bonfire uh, and I also want to talk about weed. Yeah. 
I'm okay. talking about weed. A lot of people, whether they realize or not, their daily ritual is weed. Really? That's a smoke ritual, I think. Because it is like, it is smoke that you are literally taking into your body. Yeah. And I think if, if, because I'd wanted to talk about this, is this an okay place to jump in or do you want to finish? Yeah, yeah, sure. I only have one more other thing on my list. I, I, I just want to add to what you're saying about the, the taking it in. Mm-hmm. So when we burn incense, when we sit around a campfire and stuff like that, we do have the potential to take stuff into our lungs. Mm-hmm. But it, That's not always the goal. Yeah, that's not always the goal. But but when you do, just make sure you're doing it safely. And yeah, and I, I just wanted to talk about that because a lot of people are like, well, isn't that unsafe to burn incense and and take it into your lungs and stuff like that? And I, I don't think it is you just have to be smart about it and a lot of times i burn incense with the windows open i don't know if you do yeah oh yeah Yeah. i also don't burn incense with the cat in the room yeah ding 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 so like me either there's a lot of stuff and and listen to your body if your body is saying like there's a lot of smell in here or there's a lot of like the air feels heavy like put it out that's cool um but but weed is something you like take into your body to transform something whether that's your anxiety mm. or your mental state or whatever and there's a ritual around weed especially if you like buy whole bud and grind your own and like mm-hmm. there's a the pack the bowl there's a whole thing roll the joint whatever it is you do um i think that weed is an incredible example of a daily ritual that a lot of people have wow that isn't necessarily looked at with the kind of thoughtfulness i think it deserves cuz i think it's a it's a Something that you shouldn't take for granted that you have or can do or get to do. Uh, and a lot of people who are in jail right now on petty bullshit <sighs> weed charges should be released yeah, immediately. Get them out. I Call love, your legislators. Yeah. I love that meme going around when your weed store starts to look like an Apple store. Nobody should be in fucking prison. Yeah. Uh, okay. It doesn't say fucking, but. <laughs> but there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a place off. down by where I live that has like cops patrolling out front. And I'm like. Are you kidding? If cops are patrol like, to protect the place. And it's like, oh, if cops are protecting God. your weed store, then maybe, maybe people should be out of there. Um, but I just think, I think that if you're not looking, if you have a daily practice where you smoke a joint or something, mm-hmm. maybe make it part of your practice. Yeah. Give yeah. it the same thoughtfulness you give everything else. Um, one other interesting thing, I recently rewatched a documentary called Cooked. Uh, it's a four-part series on Netflix. Wow. And uh, it's really good. It talks about all the ways that uh, human beings sort of evolved around the ways they prepared their food. Oh, wow. Based on the elements. So there's fire, water, air, and earth. So fire cooking wow. or smoking. Or smoking, yeah. Uh, which they talk about a lot. And then in that same episode, they're in um, they're in the bush in Australia and it talks they talk about how the aboriginal people while they might live quote unquote more modern lives during the week on the weekends they go out into the bush and they hunt the way they always hunted and they cook the animal in the on the coals in the ground like they've always done it but there was this thing that they do that you made me think of mm-hmm. you were talking about passing children between the bonfires and whatever mm-hmm. is that they will light a piece of bush on fire and then put it out. So it's just kind of smoldering and smoking. 
and they'll gently pass it over the baby. Like they'll gently brush its skin with this, with this bush. And it's like a rite of passage as a baby. Wow. Which is fascinating to me because that's yeah. like, that's like an up close and personal like smoke practice. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. I <laughs> love baby, that. The baby's like crying well, and everyone's like, it's okay, it, shush, shush. It's fine afterwards. And like it stops crying and everything's okay. But same thing with baptism. You know, oh, yeah. they, they hate that little water being put on them. And it's just a different, yeah. different elemental method of, yeah. of purifying or, you know, protecting or whatever like that. Yeah. But oh. in, in the same way that a lot of Catholic uh practice is very pagan looking yeah the incense the incense they walk down the aisle they swing the thing back and forth they cleanse the space Mm -hmm. it's deeply deeply smoke magic well and that started way back in egypt and jewish tradition and the Mm -hmm. cabal and which is why it's found in the bible in the old Mm -hmm. testament i i actually i should do a deep dive and I'm sure it must be mentioned in the New Testament, but definitely all over the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I I just find white nationalism so irritating. (laughs) All of their Christianity comes from Jewish culture and from the Bible, which is a Jewish tome. And I just like, oh, they're they're disconnected. Anyway. I won't the go down whole that. thing is yeah. so disconnected from actual. It is. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So, but you can go to those old tomes and and really find a lot of that. And mm-hmm. again, some that were born independently, and some that were crossover, and some that have the same meanings. No, nobody's an island. No. Well, I have tattooed on my wrist Ishka Beha. Ishka means water. Beha means fire, and it also means the water of life. Or hmm. water fire, <laughs> or in modern terms, it got interpreted into uh, fire water, and then fire water then became whiskey. Sure. So <laughs> when I got it tattooed, I had just become aware of the whiskey definition, and that wasn't the reason I was doing it. It was because of the elements and because that fire in me and that water in me was a reminder of life. And being Mm. alive, respecting life, and being grateful for my life. And I could just look down at my wrists and go, yeah, you're here, be here. (laughs) You know, honor all of of the wonderful things about being alive. And the elements were just such huge, I mean, they're huge for me. And incense is like something, like I, I said at the library, it's something that's been a part of my life for a very 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 long time it's just important to me I do it every day just like what you were saying and I can't I can't imagine and I think I must have cheated when I had apartments because <laughs> I think oh, yeah. I burned incense whether I was allowed to or not same yeah and I have some in my fav- dorm even yeah oh right yes I I don't think I've ever been someplace where I haven't burned candles and incense except maybe a hotel room recently yeah I I have some favorites. Oh and yeah, this is yeah, and this might be a good place also to talk about sourcing because you and I, I have chatted a, about that. I have a whole blurb here ready to go. Awesome. Uh, do you want to do the blurb first, and then we'll talk about uh, specifics of what we like and what uh, they're used for sure. and stuff. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, oh. So. And, oh, and other practices. Were you finished with the other yes. practices? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, first things first, uh, the thing that I have read a lot and I agree with is start with your own lineage. Because we talked about how that every culture has a smoke practice. So does yours. Look into it. Like, look in, look back. Ask your grandparents if you have a relationship with them. Ask somebody in your family. Look in at your own lineage, at your own history. Because it probably has a smoke practice. Mm. Uh, it's almost certain that your heritage, your ancestors, have a really rich tradition uh, of using burnables. The word burnables. Burnables. Came up a lot. I, love I love that. It. It's like consumables in <laughs> yeah. video games, but it's burnables. Um, be mindful of using ethically and sustainably harvested herbs and botanicals. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. If you can grow it yourself, mm, do that. Mm-hmm. But if you can't, be really aware of where you're sourcing. And then this is really important. This is a conversation I've been having a lot lately with people. Okay. Understand that not every sacred practice needs to be open to you. (laughs) Some things are not for you, and that is okay. Um, There's plenty for everyone. There's plenty for everyone. There's so many different ways to practice. Find yours. Maybe you take inspiration from others. Maybe you are inspired by others. But not everything has to be yours. Do you know what I mean? Like there's some practices yeah. that are not for me. And I'm that's fine. I might sometimes get FOMO about it. But like that's a me problem. <laughs> that's a me problem, not a them problem. Um, smoke can be used for cleansing, blessing, protection, banishment, and just a bazillion other practices. Um yeah consecrating consecrating yeah consecrating your tools your witchcraft tools is i use a lot of smoke especially for things like selenite uh the crystal selenite and Mm -hmm. uh uh, it's another c cardillion is that carnelian carnelian thank you thank you um which will melt in water so yeah can't really oh and salt you can't really yeah. use salt with them either. It it hurts the crystal. And it can also be dangerous because selenite, if you take those little particles into your body, it's just bad it's for like you. It's like fiberglass, basically. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. looks almost like that. When you feel it, it's got those strands. You can yeah. totally see how that might be a problem. Yeah, so no sm- good. Yeah. So smoke cleansing for that. Also, smoke cleansing, I think, for things that are permanent fixtures that you need to cleanse is so great. Like mm-hmm. spreading that incense around the altar that might be built into your wall or outside in your yard i love smoke practice for one thing i love the smell i'm so olfactory centered yeah and one of my favorites used to be and still is but i don't use it as much is sandalwood i love sandalwood sure and yeah it it can be ethically sourced it can It, it can if you go to australia don't go to India. They're running out and they use that for their practice. And white sage, as we hopefully all know, is a Native American overused plant right now. Overused, overharvested, over-harvested. misunderstood, not researched yep. enough. Hopefully we're coming out of that moment. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah. And you can grow it. If you want to, if you live in a place where you can grow it, and then you can use that if that's what you're really drawn to. But here's the thing. If you read the newsletter, there are so many different 
varieties of sage, and so many of them have many of the similar properties and magical properties that you want to use. So I use I use common kitchen sage, which I grow in my garden, and I can go pick. Same. Like all the time. Yeah. My sage, my cooking sage yeah. in our herb garden, we weren't sure if it was going to come back this year because it got pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, it has flowers <gasps> on it. Mine did too it's this year. It's so pretty. Oh, are they purple? Yes. <gasps> yeah, mine too. I wonder if it's the same <laughs> variety. Must be. They're beautiful. Oh, be. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool, Corey. Yeah. We I have matching roses too. We I do. Almost, I almost sent you a picture, but I took them off my phone. They're so pretty. I have some favorites, and I want to start out with one of them and then throw it back to you, and we can go back and forth if you want. Because herbs and resins, which mm-hmm. is also something that you burn for smoke magic, uh, resins like pine resin or uh, frankincense and myrrh are resins, even though they are ground up and turned into incense. Uh, the kefi kaifi is frankincense, myrrh, and all those other things that Corey talked about. And there are a couple of people that we follow on Instagram that sell those every once in a while. And when you can, they don't make them very often. They're just, I have a couple and they smell so good. They're Mm -hmm. so good and very, very magical. But the one I want to talk about first is dragon's blood. Mm -hmm. I have never had the experience that I understand other people use it for which is a lot of people burn it to banish spirits. And mm. when you burn it, I guess it's indiscriminate and it banishes all spirits, oh. not just the ones you want to get rid of. That has not been the case in my experience. Not for me, but it might be. And maybe it has to do with sending the intent. I don't know, but it does not banish all my spirits, but it does make my home feel very safe. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does that. And I use it judiciously now because it's starting to be over harvested as well. And that is not something I can grow. No. <laughs> yeah. And you also, if you use Dragon Blood's resin, you have to be very careful. That one, you do have to be careful about breathing. The incense is not quite as intense or scary for your lungs, but the resin is really, really powerful and strong. But I use it for protection and purification before rituals, and I uh, I have no problems still seeing ghosts. So I'm just <laughs> saying. What about you? What are What's one of your favorites? Uh, I like to burn cedar, like I mentioned. I love cedar. Uh, my one of my favorite things, honestly, is smoking m- meat. <laughs> oh right! Oh yeah, it, with cedar uh, to take or like cherry wood or apple wood. Do you have a smoker? No, oh, okay. but I would like to get one. Uh, I I just I want one so bad, mm. just like a little one, even because. I love the smell mm-hmm. and there's something very human and like primal about cooking and smoking meat. Yep. Um, the, the thing I miss the most was bacon when I became a vegetarian. Oh, would smoke bacon. Until I found liquid smoke, which I Liquid love. smoke is the best. I liquid love smoke it is great. so much. And you can make your own. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Using oil. You make like a little gravity bonk sort of. And you you put sm- like wood chips on top of it. I'll send you a video. Oh, I would love uh, that. And um, I remember I watched this video in college, and I was like, 
I understand what he's doing, but I have never seen it in this context. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're right. It's primal. It yeah, really. It really speaks to something inside of me to be to be doing that. Uh, as an everyday thing, I like to, I burn a lot of candles. Mm-hmm. I'm actually out of my everyday ritual pillar candles, which is so sad. Oh. <sighs> the kinds in the glass jars. I oh, like those. Yeah. Um, I like, I burn rosemary. I like to put um, herbs on my altar until they are dry mm-hmm. and then burn them. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's a big one for me. Rosemary is one of my favorites. It's also one of the my favorites for uh, wrapping up in a bundle and burning it as a, yeah. 100%. I have a yeah. couple of big bundles back here that I could burn that I brought from the old place, but I can't tell if the vibes are good or not. Mm. You might want to throw them in the bonfire. Yeah, maybe. This summer. Yeah. I'll do that. Uh, I th- I would love to, I could do it now, or we could go back to you for a second and then I'll do okay. it when you come back to me. You go first. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> I love mugwort. I use it all the time. I use it in water and I use it in fire. And I think we already mentioned sage, which is great. I also love cedar and pine. Cedar's really good for cleansing the home, but you got to be careful about the animals. Yeah. And I, weirdly enough, when there's smoke in the air, one of the things that we use to purify our inside home was taking cedar branches that had fallen and putting them in boiling water. And that Mm, went all over the house. But you got to be careful for the animals. You got to put the animals somewhere else while you're doing that and let it settle again because it will get into their respiratory system and and hurt them. So, yeah. But mugwort is huge. Lilacs, I try to propagate some of those and I didn't get as many this year. Uh, Those petals for burning, uh, not in the bundle, but in the incense like you were talking about. Like a loose incense, like a loose herb situation. Yeah. 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 And also... So I love sweet grass and lilacs and lavender. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lavender. Lavender. Here's the thing about lavender. Yeah. I have some lavender incense that I got mm-hmm. in a bundle. Mm-hmm. Don't love it? I don't love it when yeah. it's burnt. I love it when it's a mist or like in a diffuser situation or yeah. a simmer pot. But the smell of burnt lavender, not my favorite. I don't know why. I hate it as an incense. Yeah, and it's not good. Rose, which I love, I have to find a particular brand of rose that I like because if you get the fakey stuff, no. which means I don't burn it very often because yeah. it's really expensive. Yeah. But I collect my rose petals and put them in my bundles. And same, I wonder if you would like burning lavender in a, in a, in a stick. I have. Oh, you have, and you don't like that either. Oh, okay. But I love the smell of burnt roses. Oh, Um, and I have a bundle that has roses and juniper and cedar, and it's it smells so good. And I would love to burn it. I just haven't had an occasion to burn it yet. Juniper felt right. Juniper so good. So good. Smells like gin, baby. I love it. Yeah. And back to you. Back to you. You had something. Back to you in the studio. Back to Uh, you. I did want to say. For the folks that are like, I can't do this where I live. Smoke cleansing is rad, but there are workarounds. There are ways to do it without doing it. You know what I mean? You can make sprays. You can make, you can get a diffuser. You can make a Mm -hmm. simmer pot and get the steam instead. Just because you don't, you can't burn stuff doesn't mean you can't get the same 
or a similar effect. And for those of you like my daughter who are allergic to literally almost everything, it's really hard for her. Uh, Crystals are an option. Yes. Crystals do some of the same things. Crystals. Yeah. And you can ethically source them. I do believe that. I just don't want anybody to feel left out because they can't smoke. I agree. Yeah. And a lot of people with asthma, you got to be careful. I have asthma, but it doesn't. Well, I I think that's probably one of the reasons I leave the windows open. I think when I close the windows, I get more irritated in my lung lining. I can get headachey with certain insects if I don't have windows open. Yeah, you got to be careful. You really do. There are tons of correspondences out there for love, for protection, for funerary rites. On June 1st, I had to put down my almost 15-year-old dog, Riley, and we were lucky enough to do it in our home. Mm. And it was really special to be able to to be there. And we transported him, my daughter and her fiance were so great because I couldn't lift him. He was an 80 pound dog. He's a big boy. Yeah. And (laughs) they, they carried him for me. But before they came, I had uh, moon water and a lot of different herbs. And I looked around and I made a post about it, but I couldn't really talk about it then. And I'll see if I can talk about it now. I had some of that great dirt you gave me from Chimamaya. Uh, Did I say it correctly? Chimayo. Chimayo. I had the Millennial Medium's High Priestess Candle. I had Amy Blackthorn's A Couple of Teas uh, with a lot of different things in them. And I can list them for you, what what was in the teas. And salt. Anyway, and I and uh, Mortellus's book, Mm. uh, Do I Have to Wear Black? There's a whole section on animals and how to prep their bodies. So I got to spend time with his body afterwards and purify it with the moon water with all of these herbs in it and just like spread it all over him and in his last days as Corey can attest he became very stinky no matter what I did (laughs) he was a pretty smelly boy he was a pretty smelly boy because you know he was just he'd gotten really sick and it's a really hard decision all of you out there when you do that and if you uh, are an animal person you know and if you aren't then you probably don't get it and I don't need to try to convince you but you know it's hard um but it, he he was my best bud he was with me almost 24 hours a day even before the pandemic because he was my service dog so I got to take him to work and everything so we were really close and it was really hard but it was very cathartic being able to have all these energies from all these witches that I've gotten to know in in the room with me to help purify him and get him ready to send him on and yeah it was it was a beautiful practice and it it was great so you can do that you can do that for your animals you can also do that for your humans and if you want to pick up Mortellus's book she's got a lot of ways that you can ask to do that and the legalities around it and all of that so I just wanted to he's enthusiastically chasing tennis balls in Valhalla. Yeah, exactly. And so after I did that, I burned a lot of smoke incense around him as well. And I don't know if you've been listening for a while, and Corey knows this, Persephone's been hanging around a lot for the last <laughs> couple of months. And I have never felt her presence 
so strong. And I kept wondering, wow, why have you, sh- why have you shown up now? <laughs> it was like, and this is why. This is why this I'm is here. Why. And so I put a couple coins and know that she helped him across. And I, she was, I, I it, it was one of the most spiritual, like, it's one of those experiences that you go, oh, yeah, this is real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this yeah. is not my mind making it up. This is the energy of Persephone. And yeah, it was really powerful. And it, it involved a lot of smoke cleansing. Thank you for sharing that. I love smoke cleansing. Me I love too. smoke work. I love, I love it. It's been <laughs> one of my favorites ever since before. When I was, even before even I was a baby witch, it was one of my favorite things to do. My mom was always convinced that she was going to come home and find that I'd like burned the carpet up or something. I uh, I lived in the downstairs of our house when I was in high school because it was like a big basement and my aunt had moved out. So my mom and my aunt Linda bought the house when I was mm. like five. I it was I had a room. Aunt Charlotte had a room. <gasps> oh, it was very wow. exciting. But my aunt lived in the downstairs because it was finished, right? And so when she moved out, I moved down there for a while, and it had a wood fireplace. And I would burn stuff in there all the time. Oh, I love it. I, I loved it. Or I would put like I would put a like a glass bowl on top, and I would put like wax in it and watch the wax melt. <laughs> oh my gosh, how amazing! Of course, your mother was terrified. Yeah, <laughs> but I would still do that. I'm like <laughs> most days. I'm just like one thing going wrong away from arson. <laughs> so. Fire safety, reasons. everybody. Fire safety. For legal reasons, that's a joke. But I love fire. I love fire. I love smoke. It's one of my favorite parts of yeah. my magic practice. Me too. And the fire element. And you know what yeah. I just realized too? Ishkabeha. Hmm. I am fire. You are water. Technically, I am air. Oh, air. Oh, see, oh, you're feeding. You're feeding. Yeah, okay, you so go. just Beha. I'm a bellows. You're a bellows. <laughs> I'm just you're blowing on that, it. You're feeding that fire. Yeah. I'm lava um, hands over here. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Jim. Jim Divine. I think that's all I have. That's all I have. Yeah. I just realized I closed my journal, even though we haven't thrown sparks up yet. <gasps> oh, yeah. we got to throw up sparks. Let's, uh, let's go throw up sparks. What's your spark today, Corey? What are you doing? Today, I want to talk about a shop online. Okay. It is called Beyond Buckskin. Beyondbuckskin.com. It is a Native American made, Native American owned boutique. They have incredibly cool clothing, beautiful jewelry, uh, just incredible stuff. I encourage you to please, 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 please go check it out. It was launched in 2009 by Jessica Metcalf of the Turtle Mountain Chippewa. And basically it was dedicated to showcasing artists and designers. And it has grown and it is wonderful. And please, please, please go check it out. Beyondbuckskin.com. There's a cropped sweatshirt that I want very bad that is out of stock. (laughs) Oh, no. But I want it, and I'm going to get it someday. Um, but yeah, beyondbuckskin.com. Please, please, please go check them out. That's awesome. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. What about you? Well, in honor of Juneteenth, hello, my fellow white people, <laughs> which is, is not really Corey, because Corey's Latinx. I'm, I, I reap the benefits of looking very, very white. I 
have to credit Laura O'Brien for making me aware of this particular person on this subject and, and his, is it medium? Yes, it's medium. His name is Liam Hogan, and he has been writing since 2015 about all of the myths about Irish slaves. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. And it, yep. And that is not to say that Irish people were not, you know, oppressed by the British and stuff. Same with Scotton. We've all seen Braveheart, or maybe we haven't. But it's one of the favorite memes that racists online have started to use about the myth of the Irish slaves. And if you want to read more about it, and I think if you're white, you might want to, uh, mm -hmm. head to Liam's page because his work is amazing. And there's a map in 2007, one of his 2017 t t articles. I, I just, I started to go down this rabbit hole <laughs> of investigating this and it just made me so freaking angry because here's the thing too about it. It not only hurts black people in America, it it also takes away from the actual real oppression that the Irish did go through. But they didn't go through what black people in America went through. No. They just didn't. You're just wrong. <laughs> and there's so much evidence. And he gives it to y'all. Yeah, go ahead. Gordon. Gently, gently remind anybody that tries to use the well, the Irish were enslaved <sighs> argument on you that it is not the flex that they think it is. And they it's should not. maybe read up on it. Go do your go do your homework. No, we yeah. weren't. And yeah, I just no. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not the same. We all have different experiences. And their 400 years of oppression is a lot different. And they had a lot different experience than most of us even as awful and horrible as the Holocaust was and the discrimination that Jewish people go through. It's not, you You just can't compare it. Pain is not a competitive sport. They're different. <laughs> yeah, they're so they're, different. And they're, because they come from, they come from different, they were designed to accomplish different things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as somebody who is Jewish, Irish, ancestry, and now Scottish, I know, I guess I've been doing more ancestry stuff or been being sent it. I, I, fellow Jews and Irish people, please go check out the myth of Irish slaves. So that's my spark for today for in honor of Juneteenth that can last all year long, even though you won't hear it for a couple of weeks. So... Awesome. Right. I'm trying to That's find him on Instagram. I'm going to find him. I'm going to okay. find him. <laughs> okay. That's a great resource because that that's a great resource for yeah. a number of reasons. But I also want to point out that it's like race, racism is a white people problem. Mm -hmm. So it's important <laughs> to look mm -hmm. at uh, where these weirdly perpetuated ideas come from. So, yeah. It really Thank you, is. Detta. What a great, what a great. You reading. are very welcome. And there's going to be some other resources that I'm going to share. Go back to June 19th and June 20th. There is a great guy that I've started following on Instagram and on TikTok, who's talking a lot about Christian white nationalism and how yeah. it's really going to destroy our democracy here in the United States. So you can go look at that too. But this one's. This one's your spark for today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I okay. also want to say thank you. We got a, a brand new patron this week. Um, yeah. I did not get permission to shout out them by name, but thank you for joining us. Woohoo. Uh, 
we're glad to have you. Uh, look for some gentle changes on the Patreon, mm-hmm. as well as a very exciting community situation <gasps> coming up soon. No I details know. yet. We're going to build it out, and then we'll let yeah. you know. It's pretty exciting. We may announce it on Instagram before this episode comes out. Who knows? Perhaps. Yeah, because... Perhaps. Yeah. I think it's this is exciting. a July episode, or maybe the end of June. You might hear this one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I guess we are doing it in advance, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're, we're prepared, everybody. We're prepared. We're prepared. That's right. Um, I think that's all I have. Yeah. Is that all you have? Well, yeah, it is. So... I guess until, until next, next time. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at us. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Until next time. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.